Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Shay Feeling. This is your regular update for all your tillage news and advice. Over the last couple of months, we have seen significant increases in fertilizer prices, which has led to renewed interest in the use of organic manures on tillage farms. So I spoke to Mark Plunkett, our soil specialist, about using organic manures on tillage farms. But first I asked Mark about the reasons for the increases that we've seen in some of the common fertilizer products over the last couple of months. Nitrogen, if you take can, is trading somewhere in the region of 320 to 340 per tonne, which is exceptionally high for, for this time of the year. Um, compounds on as well are up significantly on um, previous years. And again, if you take the likes of 10, 10, 20, um, it's trading somewhere in, in, in the ballpark of 520 to 540. Um, so as I say, prices, fertilizer prices um, have increased significantly in 2021 and remain high. And indications are, Shay, that they're going to be high in 2022. And Mark, how does that compare, say, to what prices we've seen, say, this year and, and previous years? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, but uh, I suppose it depends when you bought your nitrogen. Um, if you know, did you, did you buy your nitrogen pre-Christmas? Say, you know, in you know, or did you buy it after Christmas? But you know, depending, you we're looking somewhere in the region, Jay, of anywhere from fifty to hundred euros per ton. That that that's where we are in terms of price increases. Like, yeah, and I suppose, Mark, is the the real question. I suppose a lot of people are probably asking us, what what I know energy prices are rising, but what is there? What's causing these prices? Um, I suppose there's, there's a number of things shared there, and it's very much down to a supply-demand situation, and it's very much down to urea uh, on, on the world market. Um, and I suppose a, an interesting point to note is that fertilizer, the world market of fertilizer continues to grow at about 4% per year. And there's two big players there that um, um, have come, in, come into the marketplaces, China and India. And they have imported a lot more urea in 2021 compared to previous years. And in effect, this has reduced the supply of fertilizer in the EU market. In terms of kind of some of the straits, I mean, is there any impact, say, the likes of potash or, or yeah, staff or I, I, any of those? Yeah, again, it, like we're seeing, we're, we're, we're seeing diammonium phosphate, DAP, which is the main ingredient in the likes of 10, 10, 20, 18, 6, 12. It has doubled in price. Um, it's gone to $750 per ton. Uh, it hasn't hit the highs of 2008 or 2009, where it went to $1,000 per ton, I'm, I'm, I'm told. There's also issues or problems in terms of potash supply in the marketplace as well. And again, it's very much around Ukraine and, and, and Russia. And again, the supplies are not the same. And again, this is putting pressure on the supplies in Europe. And even we have the, I'm told the likes of America is coming into Europe to buy potash. And again, the result of that is that potash has doubled in price. And again, that's resulting in, in higher fertilizer prices. Yeah, and when it comes to said likes of nitrogen, Mark, gas is normally one of the key factors in the price of nitrogen. Is that... Has that, yeah. impact, has that had an impact this year? Yeah, 100% Shay. Yeah, gas is the, one of the, the, I suppose, the, the main raw, raw ingredient when it comes to the production of nitrogen. And again, I'm told that the, the price of gas has, has rocketed. Um, and again, that's driving the price of, of, of nitrogen as well. It's, it's, it's making it more expensive for us, like, you know. Yeah, so all combined probably makes the likes of organic manures more attractive to fellas, Mark. So... I suppose, and that's kind of really what we want to talk to talk about today. So I suppose, what 
at the current price, what sort of value would you put, say, per ton or per thousand gallons of, say, like the cattle slurry or pig slurry or farm and manure, poultry manure, some of those things? Well, if if you take the if you take the price increases in the spring of 2021, you know our fertilizer um, increased by up to 50 euros per ton. Um, if you take a thousand gallons of cattle slurry, share, you know we, we put a, a fertilizer value on it. Say in terms of NP and K, it's it's something like a you know a six five thirty two in terms of NP and K available NP and K, and it's worth about 23 euros per per thousand gallons. Right. Okay. Um, if you take pig slurry again, I suppose one of the it's 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 quite available out there. Again, you know, pig slurry. If you take a nineteen seven twenty in terms of available NP and K, yeah. it's valued at about twenty seven euros per thousand gallons. And look, they are worth more now because fertilizer prices. They are going to be those values will increase in in twenty two due to the to the increases in. in and does that does that zoom act? That's just a nutrient value of the of those organic manures it's not the application or transport costs are including those are they no it's it that's very much based on on the npk like we can work out you know you know the value of a kilo of 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 np or k in terms of fertilizer and then once we know what's in the organic manure we can put a value on it per, per ton or per thousand gallons and in terms of i suppose the the, to- the true value of it i mean in terms of getting those products out onto farms i mean there are probably a few issues that people need to be aware of in terms of transport in terms of spreading charge all that sort of thing what sort of costs can lads incur by say transport or is there a kind of a limit on how far these things should be transported yeah it's a it's a it's a, it's a good question um it, it, i suppose it depends on the situation in in some situations say the the transport and spreading is a is a single charge like if you say take a, a tillage farmer who links up with a, a local piggery or a maybe a a dairy farmer, for example, generally they're within a, a close proximity, and again, you know, spreading and transport will be a, a single charge. While if you take like the poultry manure or mushroom compost, you know, in a lot of situations there is a transport cost because you'll have to get the manures a distance to 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 the farms. I suppose you know if 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 we take an example, if we take pig slurry, for example, like um. And like we're saying, it's worth say twenty-seven euros, or even say thirty euros per thousand gallons. Um, and if you take your spreading charge, then say it's costing say for a, a band spreader or a trailing shoe, say it's costing seventy-five euros per hour, say for a, a three-thousand-gallon tanker. So if you have a three-thousand-gallon tanker at thirty euros per thousand gallons, your your tanker or load of slurry then is worth ninety euros. So if you're paying seventy-five euros an hour and you're spreading the load per hour. You know what I mean? It's it's covering the cost, chain. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's just something people need to have in the back of their minds when they are looking to bring in slurries. It's there is a bit of logistics that have to be, and and the cost of that logistics as well, isn't there? There is, and I think the nutrient value is 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 very very important. Like you know what I mean? It'd be important to get it tested, see exactly what's in it, and then how far can it travel? Like if you take like the poultry manure, it'll travel a long distance because it tends to be a dried product. You know, okay. take yeah. layer manure. It's coming out of a a modern layer unit now it's a dried product it's it's very high in np and k and it will go a distance because it's it's nutrient dense um compared to like the pig slurry you know say it's four percent dry matter it contains 96 percent water so it will not travel as far yes you're, so trying, you're, you're, you're traveling you're transporting a lot of water in actual fact yeah so it's, yeah. it's very important to look at the type of manure what's in it in terms of np and k and then do your maths then in terms of how far can it travel
Yeah. And I suppose, Mark, autumn time is a, is a time when a lot of tillage farmers tend to take in organic manures um, and there's a bit of paperwork that needs to be done. What's the, what sort of cross compliance issues are, is involved or what do they need to be look out for? Well, I suppose it's, it's firstly, it's very much back to your fertilizer plan to see, you know, how much can you take in based on your crop types and your, your crop nutrient requirements, then updating your fertilizer plan to, you know, allocate the different types of organic manure to the different fields at the appropriate application rates. And also then there will be completing the likes of the record tree in terms of the movement of organic manures between the supplier of the organic manure um, and the recipient of the organic manure. So there is a little bit of paperwork there uh, to be completed and and very importantly to update your fertilizer plan to, to make the adjustments to your, your chemical, your nitrogen and phosphorus allowances on the farm. Yeah, and I suppose, Mark, that, that needs to be done before any load arrives on the farm first so that you know actually what, you're, what you can physically bring in or what you're... Yes, absolutely. It's, it's very, very important to see how many tonnes can I bring in, mm. you know what I mean, yeah. um, in, in any one year and then make the adjustments, the appropriate adjustments um, on, on all fronts from, you know, the fields that are going to get it at the different application rates and then obviously reducing your, your 10, 10, 20 or your 18, 6, 12 or the level of, of, of chemical nitrogen that comes in on the farm. So it's very, very important from an environmental point of view, but also then in terms of a cost saving that you're actually making the cost saving, you know what I mean, in terms yeah, of bringing yeah. in the organic manure. Bringing in the manures is right. Um, so I suppose moving on then, Mark, in terms of applying it, um, we're seeing a lot of new technology out there about applying satellites of slurry at the moment, uh, and some guys are getting used to new ways of spreading it. Is there a, 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 an ideal way of applying satellites of slurries, or what would you recommend at the moment to guys? Well, I suppose, as, as you've said there, Shay, again, the likes of the band spreaders, the trailing shoes, they are now more available than, than they have ever been before here in Ireland. So, again, by using a band spreader or a trailing shoe, you will reduce the loss of nitrogen at the time of application. Um, I suppose the second thing then, Shade, very, very important, is rapid incorporation. So, we would encourage to plough in or incorporate that, especially the high end organic manures like your pig slurry, your poultry manures, within three to six hours. And the main reason for that is to reduce the loss of, of ammonia and you're trapping more of the nitrogen in the soil for the crop to take up. Therefore, you're reducing the level of chemical nitrogen that you're bringing onto the farm. I, I'd also encourage you to get a, a number of samples tested so you know exactly what's in the organic manure. Like if we go down to our merchant to buy some fertilizer, we know what's on the bag. It's 10, 10, 20 or 18, 6, 12. So again, the same goes for the slurry. And so you can make the appropriate adjustments in terms of application rates. I suppose another important thing is to apply it as close as possible to crop requirement. So again, you're putting it out at a time at an appropriate rate that you're going to supply, you know, this a sufficient level of NP and K to get the crop up and running in the springtime. Um, do you know what I mean? That you're matching the, the, the application of those nutrients to the crop demand, very much like as you would spread a bag fertilizer, I suppose you have to think that way now in terms of maximizing or using the manures as efficiently as possible. Um, another factor to consider as well is that, you know, we, we should target the organic manures to the low index fields. You know, again, back to the fertilizer plan, you know, your index ones, index twos, those fields have the, I suppose, the biggest demand for P and K, and it's a great way of building fertility in those fields as well. And also very, very important as well, Shay, is even application whether it's a liquid manure or a solid manure, uh, very, very important to apply it at an even application rate and then as even as possible across the spread width 
and again that's something that i like about the, the new technology in terms of the band spreader or, the, or the, the trailing shoes that you're getting a very even distribution of the nutrients across the spread width yeah, it's very easy to see the patterns across the fields when you when you're using some of the the low emission slurry spreaders and things like that isn't it well, it, it just reduces possible mm. problems in terms yeah. of lodging or such. But again, it's, it's, it's making sure the story is well agitated. And again, that it's spread, you know, as evenly as possible across the field. But again, the technology is now there. to, to That's very achievable on farm uh, with the new technology. Yeah, and Mark, I suppose I'm thinking at the moment about, say, um, typically you would see a lot of um, manures, say, likes of um, poultry manures and that coming onto farm at this time of the year. How critical or how soon after application should those those manures be incorporated? Um, again, for the, the likes of the, the poultry manures in terms of the bridal manure, again, very important to incorporate as soon as possible, plough in um, as soon as possible. And again, it's, it's very much down to, to reduce the risk of, of, of botulism spread. Um, but even for the likes of your, your pig slurry, again, any of the high inorganic manures, poultry, pig manure, they need to be incorporated as soon as possible and again it's very much you're very much reducing the loss of nitrogen like they sit in the surface and um, the, the nitrogen is lost as ammonia to the air that's that the eggy smell or that 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 smell you get after the application yeah, so again yeah. incorporating those manures as soon as possible uh, very very important and in terms of greenhouse gas emissions mark and i suppose that's been it's been a lot in the in the media over the last couple of weeks um, how important is it from that point of view in terms of incorporating your organic manures to reduce down greenhouse gas emissions? Again, I suppose it's on two fronts. Jay. Again, again by you know incorporating the, the manures as soon as possible, you're you're reducing loss of, of ammonia, ammonia. Um, uh, to to the atmosphere, and also the more nitrogen we recover from the organic manure, the less chemical nitrogen that we have to use. And I suppose if I give you the example, Shay, if you take say it takes somebody putting out 2,000 gallons of pig slurry that's incorporated, we're recovering about 50% of the nitrogen in that slurry um, if you take a crop of spring barley. So we can reduce the, the crop's nitrogen requirement then by 38 units per acre. Right, that's, approximately, okay. that's approximately 30% of the crop's chemical nitrogen requirement. Okay. Yeah. However, if we don't incorporate and say we leave them on the surface, we only recover about 20 or 25% of the nitrogen from the pig slurry. So then we we're only supplying say 15 to maybe 20 units from the pig slurry so that means we have more chemical nitrogen to apply and you know what i mean the more nitrogen that we can retain from the organic manures we're reducing you know greenhouse gas emissions and and ammonia emissions so as you say mark we're increasing the cost of the farmer because they're actually recovering less of the nitrogen that's available to the crop yeah, in, in the example I gave you, like we can we can recover about 40 units of nitrogen by rapid incorporation, where if we don't incorporate it rapidly, we're only recovering 20 units of the yeah. nitrogen. Like, so you're, you're losing That's half cost, of the nitrogen. That's cost as well. Um, in terms of leaching them, Mark, and leaching yeah. is often a problem on tillage soils. Um, what's the risk on heavy versus light soils and how much nitrogen can be lost from these soils, I suppose? Yeah, the, um, the big the big risk is on, on the lighter soils. Shay, that's that's where they're, they're, you know the the nitrogen the main pathway of loss on, on light soils is is through leaching as it moves down through the profile. If we get the wrong weather conditions after application on heavy soils, the the risk is not as loss or is not as high. Sorry, uh, we tend to get more runoff on on the heavy soils. But 
I think to reduce nitrogen loss, I think is very much down to, as I said before, matching nitrogen supply with nitrogen demand. And it's very much, you know, you know, the time of the year, you know, what is the, the crop's nitrogen demand or nutrient demand at that time of the year, and also the weather around the application and also soil conditions. And I think also forecast as well. You know, if the weather is forecast to be poor in the next two, two or three days, again, best hold off and apply the, the organic manure or the fertilizer after um, the weather event or, or, or the heavy rainfall. Yeah, which is a kind of often the opposite of what some farmers do is they apply before the weather breaks because they're afraid of, of, of damaging soil and that. But there, as you said, there's an increased risk of runoff then if they're applying organic manures before heavy rain events. There is like ideally you want say forty eight hours, you know, of good weather after application. But if you're if you're going spreading and you're getting you know a lot of rain within forty eight hours of application, you know, if you're on a very light soil, depending on the amount of rain you get, that that nutrient that nitrogen can be washed down through the profile, wash washed out the rooting zone where the crop's going to pick it up, and on a heavy soil, then you know it, you know you can get a runoff if if the soil is very wet and you get more rain on top, the nutrient can actually run off, and again it's it's a loss. Um, of nutrients, uh, and again, they find their way into into, into water courses, etc. Yeah, and just wondering then, Mark. Um, on top of that, how much of that, how much how much capacity have crops to retain the organic matter or the nitrogen in the organic matter? Is there differences between crops or differences between spring and winter crops? Well, if you take you know a winter versus a spring crop, the, the winter crop has a bigger nitrogen demand compared to a take a winter wheat versus spring barley. Those two crops have different nitrogen demands. Um, but it's very much, I suppose, it's down to timing. Um, in terms of the type of organic manure, if you take like the farmyard manure, there's about 30% of the nitrogen available, while pig slurry or poultry manure, is about, there's, there's 50% of the nitrogen available at the time of application. Um, I suppose the other thing that we don't think about as well is that we're actually adding, say like the farmyard manure is very good for adding to the soil organic nitrogen pool compared to pig slurry. Like there's very little organic matter in pig slurry, but it has a lot of nitrogen readily available at the time of application. So um, yeah, look, I say crops, they, they'll recover anywhere from 30 to, 30 to 50% of the nitrogen is readily available at the time of application. And then depending on, I suppose, how dry, like, like your farmyard manure will give a lot more organic matter and you'll build soil organic matter over time, which will, I suppose, feed the soil. Or if you, say if you continually applied, say pig slurry or poultry manure, like over time, you would you would you would build up the soil's um, nitrogen reserves, so the soil would be supplying more of the nitrogen to the crop. Therefore, would reduce your overall chemical nitrogen requirement and uh, during the, gro- the growing season. And I suppose, Mark, just one other question I was going to ask you about um, retaining nitrogen in, in crops is you you always recommend. I've often heard you saying before about recommending high nitrogen. Um, organic organic manures in front of the likes of algae rape versus say winter cereals. And what's the reason for that? I see the rape, I suppose, has a has a bigger ability to take up nitrogen, you know, f- you know, you know, over the autumn and into the winter period. You know, I mean it, it could take up, you know, 60, 70, 80 kilos of nitrogen. Because right. uh, you know you can you know you can you can actually produce a lot of biomass or you know you could have a you know, in terms of the green leaf area index, you could have maybe up to maybe one and a half or two or maybe even higher for some wild seed rape crops. So wild seed rape is a quite a good crop. It's a, it's a good scavenger or a good recoverer of nitrogen because it grows well over the winter period. While 
a crop of winter cereal, Shea only requires about 15 or 20 kilos of nitrogen over the winter period in terms of establishment. And generally the soil will supply that. Um, and I suppose the other one as well, ideally like, you know, other than oilseed rape, like oilseed rape has an ability to, to utilize like the pig slurry or say poultry manures. Um, but really, I suppose the low N organic manures are probably more suitable where we are applying organic manures in the autumn, the likes of your farmyard manures or your mushroom compost or even your cattle slurry. And then obviously adjust the application rate. Um, but yes, ILCRF has a very good ability to take up nitrogen over the winter, winter period. And then you can make the adjustment to follow in spring. It can reduce your overall crop end requirement in, in that type of crop. Well, just finally then, is there a couple of key tips that you would give farmers for Apply, who are thinking of applying organic manures this autumn? I suppose the first one, Shay, is I suppose get to know what's in the manure. So get get it tested, figure out what's its NP and K value. Um, very important to adjust the application rate um, based on crop crop demand. Um, from a spreading point of view, I'd, I'd, I'd encourage that, you know, the likes of the slurries, they're well agitated, spread them as evenly as, as possible and possibly at a lower rate, maybe 1,500 to 2,000 gallons, say for likes of your pig. Or your, or your cattle slurry and um, also the use of the, the new technology in the, the low emission uh, slurry spreading equipment and incorporate as rapidly as possible and I suppose finally very important to, to reduce your chemical fertilizer requirement uh, based on your fertilizer plan to you know to make to make the financial savings. That's great Mark there's some fabulous ad advice and tips in that so listen Mark thanks Thanks for your time. There's some, as I say, there's some great information there over the last couple of minutes. So thanks for, for taking the time to come and, and join us today. Thanks, Shay. Super. Thank you. So that's it for the Tilly Edge for this week. And my sincere thanks to Mark Plunkett for joining me today. Remember to keep farm safety on the agenda, especially as children are still on holidays and are potentially closer to machinery operations than may be desirable. It's a busy time at, on tillage farms and tiredness following long working days can often allow slippages in terms of safety awareness, potentially re resulting in mistakes and accidents. So just be aware of your safety on the farm and those around you as well. So finally, don't forget, if you like this podcast, then recommend it to a friend or colleague. And as always, rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for more information, log on to chagas.ie. I'm Shea Phelan. Thanks for listening. And Michael Hennessy will be back next week with more Tilly's news and advice.